Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry dribble drive all the way, right hand oh. runner over Vucevic, knocked it home. That's just that's just beautiful. Number thirty. Yeah, Steph Curry doing the best he could to try and get the Warriors back in the game, and the Warriors did trail in this one by seventeen early, and the Warriors would flip that around, lead by eight early in the third quarter. But uh, other than a hot stretch shooting the three ball, which lasted throughout the ball game, uh, 21 of 51 for the Warriors in this one, they go on to lose, giving up a 40-point fourth quarter and 73 in the final two quarters, 132 to 118 the final. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here as uh, we'll be rolling up until 4 o'clock, maybe a little bit past 4 o'clock here, trying to make some sense of the Warriors again dipping below the 500 mark, now 21 and 22 on the season, and just unable to build any kind of positive momentum away from Chase Center. And the Warriors with the San Antonio win on Friday night, A lot of the discussion was, and we talked about it on Warriors this week earlier today, talked about it on the the pregame, that today and tomorrow's games were really going to determine this Warriors road trip. And flat out, and we'll get into a number of the reasons why, but there's no other way to put it. This was a gutless effort by the Golden State Warriors. It was gutless. They got down 35-20 at the end of the first quarter. Seven turnovers in the first quarter. Just careless basketball. DeMar DeRozan is out for Chicago. But the one thing, and we talked about this in the pregame, that the Bulls have done really better than anything else that they've done as a team collectively this season, they've beaten name-brand talented teams at home. So you knew they were going to play hard, having lost a couple in a row to Oklahoma City, having lost three in a row overall. And this is a team that has beaten the Milwaukee's and the Brooklyn's and the Boston's a couple of times in that building, Miami's uh, in, in their building at United Center. And so you knew the Warriors were going to get a max effort as the Warriors always get. 
And this is another game where for the Warriors to lose in the fashion that they did, giving up the 35 in the first and 40 in the fourth and, and trailing by as many as 17, it's just it, it, it's gutless, the effort level, uh, you know, the, the focus level, the defense, the horrible shot selection at times and, and bad shots and turnovers leading to fast breaks. Zero uh, interior presence. Uh, from the Warriors, allowing the Bulls to score 56 in the paint. Nikola Vucevic eviscerated them inside, outside, really starting from the outside, making 5 of of 10 from three-point range, and he goes for what was a career-high equaling 43 points in this one. And it just, I don't know, at some point the Warriors have to decide that they have an understanding as a team that they have to come out and, and play purposeful and play hard and and that it's not just a matter of having Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins all just available and in the arena, but they actually have to come out and compete. And the the Warriors compete level and, and compete can go a couple of different ways. It can be are you trying to defend? It can be are are you playing forcefully? But compete can also be on the offensive end. Are you running your offense with a purpose or are you lackadaisically moving the basketball, sloppily dribbling the basketball and taking bad shots? Because that can be what I like to call low effort offensive play. And I thought the Warriors, for the most part, were low effort in this game offensively. And that allowed the Bulls to get rolling, allowed the Bulls to start feeling better about themselves. And then it got to the point where the Warriors were getting embarrassed early down 15 into the first quarter, and it was like, oh, we got to play. We got to start playing now. And and the Warriors for the second quarter and the first couple of minutes of the third quarter locked it in a little bit. They also started to hit three-point shots uh, you know, after you know knocking out a couple in the in the first quarter. Uh, they end up getting hot in the in the second quarter. Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry specifically. Jordan Poole was playing pretty well. They were able to have the three of them out there at the, at the same time. They got a couple of stops, but but I felt it was more. They didn't turn the basketball over. Only four in the second quarter turned the basketball over after seven in the first quarter, and it just felt as if the Warriors kind of no showed today uh, in the first quarter, and then tried to get a grip and get it together in the second quarter and were able to ultimately have a three-point lead at 62-59 going into the break. They come out, they score the first five points of quarter number three to take a 67-59 lead, and then it's basically all Chicago. From, From that point on, it's basically all Chicago and the Bulls go on to outscore the Warriors 33-24 in the fourth, 33-19 from that moment uh, in the third quarter after the Warriors had scored the first five, and then 42-30 in the fourth quarter, and just no answer for Nikola Vucevic, and the Bulls go on to win this thing 132-118. to So 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, coming up here momentarily but it was as resigned without really associating any kind of blame uh, a Steve Kerr as you'll ever hear in the postgame press conference from Chicago in United Center that's going to be coming up here uh, on 95.7 The Game. Uh, You look at the turnover problems, who are the main culprits? And this was yet another thing that 
my guy Whitey Gleason and I talked about early this morning here on 95.7 The Game. It's typically the primary ball handlers. And Steph Curry, eight turnovers of the 23. Draymond, six turnovers. So 14 of the 23 turnovers from Steph Curry and and from Draymond Green combined in this one. And you just can't have that. I mean, the, the margin for error for the Warriors right now they they got to come out. They got to compete. They got to play buttoned up. They got to take good shots. They got to have almost a pseudo playoff like intensity, even in the regular season, to be able to you know hang in some of these games and so and be able to compete in these games and be able to give themselves chances to win some of these games. So it just. You know, it's not just a matter of, hey, get everybody back, and now it's go time. It's get everybody back, it's go time, and you also have to be able to to execute. And and the Warriors just had not been able to, to execute uh, at all. Uh, Steph Curry, eight turnovers in, in this one, some, some bad shots, and again, it just allowed the Chicago Bulls to, to get rolling in this game and gain confidence. And once it got rolling and they were able to gain confidence, uh, they were in it for the long haul. The Warriors just couldn't get any any semblance of, of stops in this one uh, you know, to the point where down the stretch it just felt like, yeah, is there a run coming? Maybe the Warriors got a little hot from three again, hit a couple of threes where you thought, all right, eight, nine-point game. Uh, could be a little bit of action there. But no, uh, no, no, nothing doing because – the Warriors were just void of any legitimate opportunity to to get a stop. So th- this is just a disheartening, disheartening effort, I think, more than anything. And you look at the Warriors now, top to bottom, and they, they can't win on the road. And this essentially negates the game against San Antonio the, the, the other night in, in San Antonio in front of the, the 68,000. And now the Warriors find themselves where you look at them against the Eastern Conference and hat tip to to our buddy Anthony Slater for this one. One in 10 on the road against the East in 11 games. They got four more to go. Washington and Boston and Cleveland among them here to close out this trip. But losses to the Hornets, Pistons, Heat, Magic, Bucks, Pacers, and Sixers, not so bad. Nets as well. Those were all without Steph Curry. Uh, but then the Knicks and now the Bulls. Uh, only road win against the Eastern Conference came against the Raptors back on that road trip right before the holiday. And the Warriors can can keep talking about the fact that they are ready to lock in and ready to make their move and how jumbled up the Western Conference is and how they don't care what the seeding is going to be. At some point, they have to prove that the regular season – isn't just completely beneath them because today was a flat-out joke. It was a joke. It was an embarrassment. It was gutless. And frankly, it's it's not championship-worthy, the, the caliber of effort uh, on display there. And, and I don't think we've ever seen the Warriors have this level of DGAF, as, as the kids say. Uh, again, where a couple of days ago it was time to lock in, time to get it rolling, go time is now, uh, you know, time to time to make some hay here moving forward. So 
really, 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 really ugly stuff. And now you got a quick turnaround, and Clay Thompson's not going to play tomorrow in the nation's capital. And then, and then the real tough games of this road trip, Thursday and Friday in Boston and Cleveland, will will take place. And you know, who knows? Maybe maybe the Warriors in Boston and Cleveland will figure that those games are are worth their time to the tune of of having. Uh, an effort that might be able to uh, allow them to compete and maybe get a, a couple of road wins. But whatever the case, that was not the case uh, in this one with DeMar DeRozan out for Chicago in and, and a matinee that, that not a lot of people were probably paying attention to because people are watching the NFL. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Jimmy in Bayview up here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jimmy? Uh. What's up, brother? Just trying to get over the fumes from that stank-ass game. Um, but I think the Warriors need to reevaluate how they use the three-point shot. When they're down like six or seven, they start jacking, and then, then they're down 15. And also this whole, you know, Warriors, I'm going to make the most amazing pass, and then they spend three turnovers trying to make it. It's like they got to give themselves a fighting chance. And um, also, you know, with their age, I'm thinking it's unrealistic to repeat. They might try an every other year thing because, you know, they're playing 80 games and they got age. And, you know, they obviously got uh, a championship hangover. And maybe it's more realistic to go every other year from here like the Giants. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I mean, at this point, at, at this point, as far as that goes, you know, they they've said that they felt they needed to get on a run, and felt that the reinforcements were coming, and and felt that that this road trip would would really you know be what could be a, a jumping off point on the Xfinity Mobile text line. JD, is this another wake up call uh, from the seven six zero? Let's face it, this team just doesn't have the urgency or focus uh, to make the playoffs, much less win a championship. I think that's the thing that is the most frustrating is that I think people believe that if the Warriors did get into the playoffs and were the sixth seed or were the fourth seed, that they would be able to, hell, even if they were a playing team, that they would be able to to flip the switch and be dangerous and, and, and make a run. The The problem is and the frustrating part the aggravating part of all of this right now is the the fact that they don't have the focus to put themselves into that position if they could just get to five or six if they could hell get to four which is right there in front of them on the table if they could win any road game against an eastern conference team that's just mediocre which they haven't been able to do uh you know if if they could do that it would be right there for the taking. And then even if it is only a 45 or a 46 win team that, that gets you to the four seed or the five seed, I think people would think they've got a shot, but it's just they continue to play as if it's beneath them to even try to do that once they get on the court, even though they've said at the end of some of these games and in between some of these games that they do believe that that this is, you know, that, that it, the effort level has to get better and that because it's so close, they feel like they can cobble together some semblance of a run you win by the three you lose by the three and I think at times the Warriors and and this was the case today 21 of 51 from three-point range and when you are hitting shots and you are feeling good 
then you do tend to take more of them. And I think the misses, even though you're making a good percentage of them, the misses can still lead to some poor defense on the other end. And and the game just has not been connected for the Warriors. You know, the the quick shot, bad misses, of you know, they're just not good enough defensively to take a lot of quick shots or bad shots. They're especially not good enough defensively to be turning the basketball over and giving up runouts, uh, it, you know, to – to team to teams that want to get out in transition and get layups and and allow them to to get comfortable. It just so there is a fine line there between wanting to take shots that you're good at and the Warriors are, you know, the number 1 team in terms of their percentage of offense coming from the three ball and and they are efficient at at knocking down the three ball and the 21 of 51 and 41% is another you know, it, it proves that point to be true here. But you still have to be a little bit careful. And I think the thing that's probably the most galling for, for the Warriors is the fact that they just can't seem to find that balance or play with enough, you know, with enough forcefulness, uh, enough care to, to, be able to, to be able to put together some kind of a run. It's, it, it is a, a fraction here that we're talking about of, of you know, better, smarter, play that could put them in in a spot to where they can you know, win some of these games. Uh, and, and, and today I thought was just a case of, you know, they get down and then they decide to start playing. 35-20, time to start playing. They get the lead by the half, put 42 up in the second quarter, hot quarter, more energy. The Bulls cooled off after their hot start. Then they get the first five of the third, as I mentioned. They go up eight at 67-59, and at that point, the turnovers come back, the bad shots come back, and you're thinking, okay, you know, it, it's almost as if they didn't have it at the beginning, then they got rolling, got in the point where they had control of the game, and then once they got a little bit of control of the game, they let up and went back to the, yeah, going through the motions, take some bad shots, turnovers, no need to play defense, you know, just just kind of, you know, just kind of ho-hum, you know, regular, se- regular season doesn't mean anything to us, we're kind of bored type performance, almost thinking that the Bulls weren't going to be good enough once they got down eight to come back and and put a run back on them to where, uh, it it wound up, you know, putting them back in a vulnerable position, and so, and the Bulls immediately come right back and take the lead and go on a run themselves, and then the Warriors are having to to make the uphill climb again. Twenty six to nine run for Chicago after the Warriors were up eight to put the Dubs back down nine. And the Warriors got a little bit hot again there at the end of the quarter and then start of the fourth quarter. It's more turnovers. And then the fouls came at the beginning of the fourth quarter with the Warriors putting in Chicago into the penalty at that point very early uh, in the fourth quarter. And the Warriors weren't going to be catching up at that point playing uh, at, at that at that level. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media after an ugly performance. Yeah, gave up, I think, like 41 to lose to which uh, what was the issue? Well, he was scoring inside and out. You know, he um, obviously a guy who's capable of of stepping out and making uh, three point shots. So he made five of them. And then, um, 
you know, he's good at driving closeouts too, and um, got inside the paint and got some easy ones. And, uh, you know, I thought our coverages broke down uh, several times, uh, but he got, he got rolling early. And, um, you know, once, once he, once he got hot, it became really tough to stop. The coverage is breaking down. What are the issues you're just seeing with the team defense right here? We're having trouble just stacking together good decision after good decision because that's what this game is about at both ends. You know, you're not always going to make shots, but um, can you execute offensively without turning the ball over? And then can you execute defensively um, over and over again? You know, we always talk about stringing together, you know, three stops in a row. Um, but, you know, you foul a three-point shooter here, you leave strong side corner there, you know, you, a bad offensive possession leads to a run out. It's just really hard to to build any uh, traction in a game defensively. And uh, so we're just not solid enough uh, right now to uh, to be able to do that. What led to all these turnovers today, you know, eight for Steph, six for Dre? Just, um, it's just one of those games. Why do you think it is you guys had just such inconsistent performances that, that, that we have as a team yeah. and I don't know you can make all kinds of excuses but nothing nothing it doesn't matter like everybody's got excuses everybody has injuries and guys in and out of the rotation and all that stuff so uh we just um we got to do better you mentioned recently you know the overuse overburden on on Looney and uh Draymond with with a lot of your backups uh front line out I mean tonight obviously spotlight on that a little bit with Vucevic going. I mean, did you think that played a role, just, you know, lack of reinforcements behind them and the fact that they might be a little bit tired? I don't think so. You know, these guys have been around for a long time and won championships and, you know, played at a really high level or as smart as can be, you know, but Vucevic is a really good player. I mean, he's a skilled player and um, it's got to be a team effort to uh, to slow him down and to connect the game you know it seemed like they had seven or eight just stampede fast breaks that ended up in layups or dunks um and that's just because of poor offensive possessions either difficult shot attempts or turnovers so it's tough to tough to win that way point of attack a big problem too just keeping a guy in front yeah i mean uh they got they got past us tonight quite a bit um you know levine and uh, Caruso, they got into the paint and um, diced us up. And and then, you know, you just were minus 12 on field goal attempts. Everything else in the game is relatively even uh, in terms of the rebounding and the free throws. But they got 12 more field goal attempts than we did because of our uh, turnovers. Uh, they had 10, we had 23. So gave up 31 points off turnovers. It's almost impossible to win a game doing that. It is impossible to win a game doing that, regardless of opponent, regardless of the situation, regardless of how many of your top guys are out there playing. And the Warriors had their top seven playing in, in this game tonight. Again, Curry and Clay, Wiggins and Draymond, Kevon Looney. And yeah, only 83 field goal attempts. The Bulls wind up with, with 95. That all is the turnovers. And you just, you can't, I, I, I'm at this point kind of done with the whole wondering when the Warriors are going to stop talking about it being time to make their run and when they actually decide that it's that it that the game again is not beneath them. Because that that's something that's just sticking in my craw today is the fact that it was just like, yeah, you know what, afternoon game, Chicago, everybody's kind of focused on football. We're just gonna go through the motions, we'll hit some threes. 
the Bulls are you know, not they're not going to be into this, which again, foolish to think that because the Bulls have beaten brand name teams all year long in that building. Like I said, it's the only thing that they've done well to this point. So you know because you're the Warriors, you're always getting the first flight effort from the opponent. But but to think that it was just, yeah, we'll hit some shots and then the Bulls will wilt or we'll flip the switch defensively for a couple of minutes and, and go on a run. I mean, how many times have the Warriors tried to flip the switch defensively in an attempt to go on a run and have it just not be there at all? and, and or, or just, you know, they, they start fouling or, you know, they erase a couple of stops by taking a, a couple of bad shots. I mean, it just it, – it's just – again, I'm I'm waiting for – and at, maybe this team's just not good enough. I mean, that's the other part of this equation. It It is difficult to say, and I think Warrior fans don't want to admit it because of the championship acumen and because of everything that, that these guys have done. And, and look, a game on January 15th in Chicago in the middle of a regular season where you've been mediocre and, and banged up and all of that, it doesn't take away a thing from what the Warriors have accomplished over the big picture, long haul of their careers. But at some point, you lose the benefit of the doubt and you become who you've shown yourself to be for this season. And it doesn't just get to be all about what you've done in the past as far as this season goes. And, you know, I, I again, I just keep waiting for the opportunity. I mean, I, I didn't love the comments, and I know it was jokingly, but coming out of the post game after the San Antonio game about you know needing to play in front of a big crowd and the sixty eight thousand, which was incredibly cool in San Antonio as the attendance record was broken. But you now nationally televised game Friday night, San Antonio, most people ever at an NBA game, and the Warriors go out there and they look real comfortable in that environment, as you would expect, even against a team that probably has the worst roster in the NBA. But there was even a, a, a little tone of, oh, that game was worth it, but other games are not worth it. At some point, this team has to decide that all of these games are worth it. Otherwise, we're just going to be talking about getting the 7 or the 8 seed and who you want to play in the play-in tournament, who do you don't want to play in the play-in tournament. Can, they, can you flip the switch? Can you win two series without home court? Can you win four series without home court? Uh, it, it's just, you know, there are no more trap games. There are there are no more there are there have been no trap games when when you can't beat Orlando and Detroit and Charlotte on the road you lose the right to talk about trap games there and yeah the five one zero is preaching no more games they're expected to win absolutely I, you know, I didn't expect them to win today I expected them to come out and compete today that's the the issue that that I have. And, you know, they let Vucevic get going and, again, I think thought they could win. And they've won some games on the three. They've won some games by just hitting 23s. And I think that's another area where today becomes so alarming because they have had some games where they haven't played all that great, but they've outscored teams and they've hit a bunch of threes and they've been able to, at home in particular, with a couple of minutes of good defense and down the stretch of games, win those games. And it kind of gets glossed over as if, all right, now it's it's time for the for the run to come. But on the road, they just have not been able to do it because on the road you have to do it for longer. It, you know, if at home you play eight to twelve hardcore quality minutes and that's good enough, on the road 
it's got to be twice that, sometimes three times that, because often teams are going to keep coming. 510, Xfinity Mobile text line. They can, sw- they can flip the switch, J.D., but the bulb has blown out. I think there are times where it has appeared that way. No question about it. I think there are times where the Warriors have appeared to try and, and search, reach, flip for something, try to find a, a level, and it just it hasn't been there at, at the level that, that they've you know needed it to be. And I think that is, is problematic. And at some point, I think players start to, to realize it. And that's where, you know, you can get mad about it or you can be resigned to it. But at some point, and I don't have a doubt that the Warriors, with all of the championship acumen that they have, are, are, are not embarrassed by the... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The fact that they're losing some of these games in the fashion that they're losing them. But at some point, it's not about talking about going out and putting out the effort. It's about going out and doing it. It's about going out and treating a game like today the way they treated the Memphis game on Christmas or the way they treated, hell, the Charlotte game that, that week after Christmas inside Chase Center. To me, it's, a, it's about that that's, that's the key for the Warriors here moving forward. Let's go to, J- to Jerry at 888-957-9570. Hey, Jerry, you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Yo, hey. This is Jerry, not to be confused with Jimmy, but um, I think you touched on something, J.D., about how this roster was constructed. And when you've got a real, you know, high-end, top-paying roster, and then they don't play, they they get hurt, you know, they get older, they don't play back-to-back, and then you've got, you know, You've got a couple of rookies. You've got a buster on the bench. You've got Iguodala who plays when he wants. You know, the roster is constructed in a way that it's being shored up by freaking G-leaguers and minimum salary players that they expect a lot out of. And like you were saying, maybe this team is not good enough. 
or maybe it takes a couple years to construct a bench. I mean, they got lucky last year. I mean, everything fell into place, but it takes a while to construct a team and to gel. And, you know, there's a lot of busters on this team. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. And, um, you know, you've got Draymond playing his ass off and he doesn't score. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of. Thanks, bus. Appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. Final couple of minutes here. Warriors wrap up a 95-7 the game. We'll, we'll hear from Clay in just a second. The 2-4-0 on the Xfinity mobile text line. JD, it's the first time ever I've heard anything negative from you about the Warriors. <laughs> Maybe Bob Myers finally addresses the front court. Look, the, the issue is if, if the Warriors are going to address the front court, they're going to it's not some plotting big man that's going to get in the paint and and bang with a guy like Vucevic down low. Like if they're going to get a big man, it's going to be a big man that could like like the lack of a big man is not the issue here. It's the lack of energy from the smalls that used to be able to run some of these bigs off the floor and make them unplayable. That's the the issue. The Warriors are going to, you know, something in their bag right now and they're trying to, you know, figure out best ways to combat other opponents and what they're finding is they don't have the juice consistently with the smaller lineups to defend and rebound and switch and and it, it's a grind. It takes a lot out of you, and the Warriors don't don't have the ability to do that to this point. Uh, and I think they're finding that level that they're trying to go to and find and hit, you know, un, un, unattainable essentially. And and that I think is is becoming frustrating for them. And look, it's not getting any easier tomorrow because the Wizards are not a good team. But the Bulls are not a good team. And the Wizards, though, with the Warriors coming in as defending champions on a holiday afternoon game, are going to bring an effort. And so the Warriors are going to have to match that effort, and now they're not going to have Klay Thompson. They wasted a game where they hit 23s tonight, 21 to be more specific. And now Klay Thompson, who actually shot it well, 8 of 15 from 3 for Klay in this one, 26 points. And now he's going to be a DNP tomorrow, so you're going to have to figure out how to do it without him, which means you're going to have to play with a lot more purpose and a lot more focus. All right, before we get out of here, let's hear a couple of minutes of, uh, of Clay Thompson, uh, who I am told was not happy after this one. I mean, is it the 23 turnovers that you feel like was, was most you know, responsible for the loss or just you know, general defensive trouble? I would say the 23 turnovers definitely hurt, but... Defense wasn't great. We'll clean it up for tomorrow night. When it gets to the playoffs, confident that you can beat anyone. But at this point in regular season, like, is what is a concern level? None. Zero. Zero. Just get us there healthy in one piece, hopefully with a decent seed. Who's a good school? I think 43. What particularly, like, why do you guys, where did you have trouble kind of containing it? No, I'm at the top of the key on the block. His size was tough to deal with, and uh, he had a heck of a game. Credit to Nicola. Got to help our bigs more as guards. But um, so it's, it's such a quick turnaround. We can't dwell on it, and we got an opportunity tomorrow to right this ship. What did you like about the way you guys played in the second quarter, specifically compared to the rest of the game? I think the ball was moving very well, and our defense was fueling our offense as far as not fouling and getting the ball off the rim and 
pushing the tempo. So you talked about needing to start together like good decision after good decision. Just why do you think you guys struggle with that at times? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Just it's hard, man. It's a hard, it's a hard business. You know what? Like, no, because I've been in this league a long time and I have all the confidence in the world in this team. I'm not going to be concerned at this point in the season. I know we'll write the ship. I know it in my heart. All right. So Clay Thompson there, not concerned about the inconsistencies, not concerned about the regular season. Just be healthy, be okay in the postseason. Clay did throw in hopefully with a with a decent seed. And we'll have to see how that all all shakes out. The, the problem is if you don't take the regular season more seriously, you're not going to have a decent seed come playoff time. And then that's going to make the path, even if you are healthy and confident in your abilities as four-time champions, it's going to make it all the more difficult to be able to to run through uh, and, and be able to to make that run. Uh, so eight at eight, nine, five, seven, nine, five, seven, zero. Uh, we've got a couple of callers here before we call it an afternoon, but, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and hear from, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr at the top of this four o'clock hour, Sterling. You're listening to 95, seven, the game KGMZ FM in HD one, San Francisco, always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. And we appreciate everybody watching on Twitch and YouTube here on Warriors Wrap-Up. But let, let's go back to the phones. A couple of calls here. Joe in San Jose is next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Joe. Hey, thank you, thank you for taking my call. Listen, uh, Jordan Poole, the man cannot defend. And if you cannot defend in the Warriors system, you, you, sh- you should be out. And he should be traded. That's, what do you think? Should he be traded? Well, the the short answer is no, not right now, because he's only a $3.9 million player right now, and you can't really trade him as a $3.9 million player because that's essentially all you can can take back. So, uh, you know, I've maintained that the Warriors may eventually have to trade Jordan Poole, and just because he got the contract extension, don't necessarily mistake that for the fact that he's going to be on the roster for, for years to come. But... You know, circa, you know, his defense has been an issue. I don't think there's much of a doubt about it. Uh, but at, at the same time, the Warriors also have bigger issues. If if their main guys competed harder, if every uh, part of the reason you can carry Jordan Poole being a, a sub defender is because you have others on your roster that are going to be competing as defenders at a higher level. And to this point, the others have not helped offset the lack of what Jordan Poole has provided. And look, there's been times where it's just been atrocious. I thought today less so in comparison to some recent games where he's really been attacked more as the the, the primary uh, when when he's been on the floor. I think when you're the primary offensive option, you get attacked a lot the other way because teams want to want to make sure they're scoring on you as much as, as you're scoring on them and, and the like. But, uh, you know, Trade him now? No, trade him now doesn't help you uh, at at this point. Uh, let's go to Tim in Raleigh. What's going on, Tim? So what's up, Jay? I wasn't gonna call until you know the young fella, young man called talking about roster construction. At this point, Jay, it's no need to talk more about roster construction. No need to talk about making moves when your best players don't even look like they want to be on the court. They can't play fundamental basketball and make 
past as it shows they care. It, well, what are we talking about making moves for? Who's going to come in here and change that? And Jordan Poole, his defense, Jay, I mean, we've played sports before and we know about basketball, and that is effort. This young guy doesn't seem like he can care two dams about playing defense. He won't get his body stronger. He's weak out there. And to be that athletic offensively and all these herky-jerky moves you can make, you can move your feet and play fundamental defense. He doesn't even try, Jay. So, I mean, you know, talking about roster construction, all of this stuff, when your top seven players get out there and don't even look like they want to be on the court, and Jay, Nobody on this team goes to the basket. I mean, Jordan Poole, sometimes we don't have uh, – Wiggins don't even use his athletic ability to try and get to the rim. Kaminga does, but he's been told really just neuter your game and don't even try to. I mean, it's just – you look out there, and those guys just look like a team that moved the ball around the perimeter and jack up threes. And then they don't play defense. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot going on, Jay, but – I'm tired of talking about moves and, and who we're going to get in here. It's got to start from these the top guys, and they got to compete. So, But thanks for taking my call, Jay. Yeah, no, thanks, Tim. Yeah, it, I think it goes back to what Bob Meyer said to, to Steiny and Guru going back a, a couple of weeks ago, and that's the fact that that they are going to have to see over this stretch of time how how good they can be in an attempt to figure out whether this roster is good enough. And I, I took it as they have to be good enough to be able to make moves. And the Warriors to this point, and you know, we still have another couple of weeks here to figure it out, but I think to this point they, they have proved themselves to be not good enough or not worthy of making moves. Like In, in essence, you have to be good enough to be able to make those moves stand up and you know good enough to where you're one move away if you bring somebody in to where that player is going to help you get over the top now maybe the Warriors veteran players would say they are a player away on that front from from being able to to get over the top and and being able to you know be in position to win an, an NBA championship and it goes with the little bit of the defiance that we heard from the the Clay Thompson post-game press conference there where again he says not worried about any of it. It's the seeding. It's it's if they're healthy, you know they'll be consistent. They'll flip the switch basically. Now, but Steph Curry, and I'm I'm reading this for, via Kendra Andrews of ESPN. Steph Curry said the Warriors can't have that mindset, you know, this season that that just you know flip the switch. And and I agree with Steph in that in in that situation. You you can't just have. You have to actually be good enough. <laughs> the the current team actually has to show that they're good enough to be able to say you can like last year's team did that. Last year's team was 18 and 2. Last year's team was 41 and 13 and then the injuries happened and then they coasted down the stretch until they got everybody back. But when they had everybody at different points or when they didn't have Clay but they did have Jordan Poole until Clay came back, they were clearly good enough to be a championship-caliber team. They showed the world. This team has not showed anybody anything other than that regular season games in December and January, even while fully healthy or with your top seven intact, are beneath them. And that's a that's a mentality 
that that has to get wiped away. Otherwise, this team's going to wind up having to bite them in the ass, and they aren't going to win uh, an NBA championship, and they aren't going to wind up even legitimately contending for an NBA championship this year. Sometimes you might just not be good enough. You may not win it, and that's fine. Like, nobody's sitting here screaming and hollering, thinking if you don't win an NBA championship, if you're the Warriors, that the season is some unmitigated, disastrous failure. They may not be good enough. But I think what every Warrior fan wants to see is them to play ass to the wall, ready to go, fight, scratch, and claw on a night-in, night-out basis to make that run, to, to not be tricking off regular season games left and right to the point where you don't even have the chance to put your best foot forward come the postseason because you couldn't make it through the regular season. I mean, the Warriors have been so void of this during their time as champions. And look, sometimes the decisions have been made for them because there have been a couple of years where they clearly couldn't win it, and I think that takes some of the pressure off. Like, they were not winning it the, the year that, you know, either of the years Clay Thompson was hurt and missed the whole year. They weren't winning a title, and everybody knew it. So I think it made it easier to get through. But the the Warriors have never been really compared to some of these other teams, whether it was you know, the Lakers with load management and injuries, the Clippers – don't know if Kawhi and Paul George are playing one night to the next. Other teams are shutting people down. Joel Embiid's going to take a powder this night. Kyrie's taking a powder for Brooklyn another night. You know, Durant's in and out of the lineup. But the, the the selective competitiveness for the Warriors had been something that just hadn't been there. And I think this is the, the year. And even when it was, they still had enough superstar, uh, superstar power talent with Durant going back to the 17-18 teams. It really is probably more the 18, the, the 18 championship team and the 19 team that lost to Toronto. Those were the teams where the Warriors were so loaded that even if they were kind of going through the motions at different times, they, they still had at least two stars playing on a given night at an extremely high level to where they could cover it and win enough to where you knew they had enough. This team, I think, still has to show us. They haven't done it uh, to this point yet, and uh, we'll see if they're capable of doing it. But it starts tomorrow because if you're one and one on this road trip, as the Warriors are now, and you go to Washington, who is – a more mediocre team than even the Bulls, and you can't win that game tomorrow against an 18-25 and 25 Wizards team, then you're playing Boston and Cleveland. And then you're staring at maybe a 1-3, a, 1-4 a one kind of a road trip. And at that point, you come home, and then the climb back to 500 starts all over again here with, with fewer games to get it right. And who knows if you are just going to be healthy enough at any point to make a run. All of these games you're unable to get now are games where at some point you're going to have to be able to, to get them back later, but later you may find yourself not being healthy enough. All right, that'll do it uh, for this one. Appreciate everybody who called. Appreciate everybody who, who texted in. Quick turnaround for the Warriors. Quick turnaround for me as uh, I'll be back with the 11 a.m. tomorrow. That's a half hour earlier start on the MLK holiday as the Warriors and the Wizards to go at it at noon from the nation's capital, 11 o'clock for Warriors Live right here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Tough one for the Warriors. Bulls beat them in this one, 132 to 118. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.